0: It's been almost two weeks since four young brothers were kidnapped while being driven to school in Polakwane Limpopo. The case of the kidnapped Morty brothers has been dominating the headlines. But police are keeping tight-lipped about any developments in what the police minister has called a difficult case. The boys, aged between 6 and 15, were seized after the car in which they were being driven was forced to stop by two vehicles. Seven armed men forcefully took the children, leaving their driver behind unharmed. I'm Catherine Rice, journalist for News24's Multimedia Department, and this is The Story. This week we'll find out more about this chilling case and whether kidnappings are on the rise in South Africa. You're listening to The Story. It's a podcast by News24. We'll speak to journalists and experts about the week's biggest story. This is what we saw, heard and uncovered this week. We're talking to News24 journalist Taboho Manama who has been covering this case. Taboho, take us back to the morning of the kidnapping. What exactly happened?
1: So the four boys were traveling on last Wednesday morning on their way to a private school in Bolugwane. Um, and their car was then approached by seven armed men who were in two cars. They blocked the, the Moti boys' car, fired several shots, and they took the boys out of the car, but they left the driver behind unharmed. Um, a few hours later, police recovered their belonging cell phones and their school bags and things like that, uh, dumped in Flora Park, um, close to the, the the N1 in Boruguan.
0: What do we know about the boys' family? Who exactly are they and where do they live?
1: Their parents are Nazima and Shakira Moti. Um, they are very well-liked uh, business people in Bulawayo. They have owned a luxury car dealership, Otomoti, for the past 25 years. Um, they also live in a suburb called Nirvana, which is um, a, a mostly Indian um, suburb. Um, I mean, when you go to the area and you speak to people, their neighbors, they will tell you that uh, the family is very friendly. Um, you would see the kids driving their bicycles in the streets and things like that. Uh, and that uh, the family also attended the local mosque every Friday the police aren't saying much to
0: Boho Do we know yet if the kidnappers have demanded a ransom?
1: I mean, at the beginning of last week, or, or, or when the case happened, um, the police came out and said uh, they were looking for the boys and they were uh, giving out a bit of information. But that changed on Friday. Um, they started not commenting on the issue. The family also had a lawyer, Philip Smith, who also acted as their spokesperson. He also stopped commenting on the matter. But at the beginning of the week, he had said that they believed that um, the kidnapping was linked to a ransom uh, request. But he said that the family had not received any ransom uh, or any contact from the kidnappers yet. At this stage, it is, re- it is still, still unclear whether the family has received any ransom request or not.
0: Well, hopefully we'll be able to bring you some happy developments where these children are found. Thank you so much for your time, Taboho. That was Taboho Manama, News 24 journalist, who will be bringing you all the developments on this case. We're now joined by anti-crime activist Yusuf Abranji. Yusuf, thank you for your time. Tell me, has there been an increase in these kind of kidnappings?
2: Most certainly, Catherine. What we've seen over the past few weeks especially is a dramatic increase. Now, we know that the concept of kidnappings is not new to South Africa. These gangs have been on the prowl for some years. It comes largely, in my view, of the back of a spate of kidnappings in Mozambique where Mozambicans of Indian origin, wealthy business people were targeted. In fact, um, in Mozambique, we've even seen over the past few years, a number of women and even children, so-called softer targets being taken. And that is still continuing. We saw this trend increasing in South Africa over the past few years. And over the past few weeks specifically, we've seen a number of uh, of incidents of kidnappings, um, especially uh, South Africans of Indian origin, and the Moti case uh, recently again shows that children now have become soft targets. Uh, we also had a case in um, Durban earlier this week where a, a businessman, Salim Teop, was taken, uh, was kidnapped. Uh, we had a case in Johannesburg last week where a builder uh, was taken um, uh, also at gunpoint by three men. He's still missing uh, at the time of this recording. And I know that uh, there was some ransom demand. We even had a Chinese national last week being taken uh, and robbed of 60,000 rand. That particular person is still missing. Uh, I can go on and on. We've also seen, Catherine, a number of foreigners, namely Somalians, Pakistanis, uh, Indian nationals, uh, Zimbabweans, and even Mozambicans living in South Africa, being targeted by these gangs.
0: Well, exactly these gangs. Is that who you believe is behind it? I mean, have any of the perpetrators been arrested in recent years?
2: Well, I say gangs, uh, but I'm most certainly talking of organized crime gangs. Uh, There are two categories in my view. One, uh, which is uh, a a gang or syndicates that are highly organized. I call them highly dangerous. They come with heavy firepower. They use a lot of resources, three, four, five cars. Uh, The Moti case, for example, on the outskirts of Polakwani last week, uh, there were at least seven men uh, in two or three vehicles. That shows that uh, these people... Are highly organised. That, in my view, was not simply a random attack. It was well planned, well executed, and I think um, that this particular gang um, is is quite a big gang, possibly with international links. um, And I'm saying possibly with international links because I'm not in a position to give you specifics, but there are indications that uh, it could be an international gang. When it comes to the international gangs. From my experience, and a number of cases uh, that I've uh, worked on with assisting the families, they often demand that the money be paid in a foreign bank account or at an exchange, a a, a money exchange in Dubai. Uh, These gangs will demand anything from 10 million to 20 million to 30 million. We know that um, a uh, a wealthy uh, Cape Town businessman was taken almost, uh, what, a year and a half ago. He's still missing. Um, Then we have the so-called smaller gangs. These other gangs are very active in the Mayfair, Johannesburg, Fordsburg area, also in parts of Limpopo and other provinces, and also in parts of uh, Itikweni. They go for a quick buck. Um, and these guys will target um, basically anyone and everyone trying to extort money from 10,000 Rand to three, four, 500,000 Rand. Uh, and they will force you for the families to drop off the money at a certain point and then within a few hours they will then release the victims. Uh, These gangs have become more and more active, uh, especially over the past few months. There have been scores and scores of kidnappings uh, in the Johannesburg area specifically that have been reported. Some cases don't even go to the police, Catherine.
0: Well, that's that was my next question. I, uh, surely a lot of families are nervous to go to the police. I mean, in this particular instance with the Malti brothers, they have been very tight-lipped. So it, it, do do families sometimes engage the services of private hostage negotiators?
2: Well, the families are very tight-lipped for a, for a, for a, for a very, good, very good reason, and I think the, the reason is a very valid one. Let's remember that the lives of the, of the, um, of, the kidna- of the kidnapped victims are more important. So one cannot give a blow-to-blow account. We know that these kidnappers hate the media attention. They don't like the spotlight. They want to take the money very quietly and go. So the minute there is more media attention, it does delay the process. Um, and that is why it's a very sensitive matter to handle, whether it's social media, whether it's mainstream media. <clears throat> so we can't give a blow-to-blow account as to how the case is progressing. And I'm surprised that a minister of police uh, just the other day said that there was some good progress being made with the uh, Moti brother case. Normally, the police do not comment. In fact, the police have issued a directive to all editors to say, please um, do not um, cover the Moti case. If there's any updates, we'll come back to you. And that is normal routine because the lives of the victims are more important. Have the police done enough? I don't think so. If the police had done enough, Catherine, we wouldn't have seen that these gangs continue to run amok. Uh, there is a special kidnapping task team uh, run by police headquarters in pretoria i think they are hopelessly under resourced Uh, they don't have the necessary skills and expertise although they are trying we know that crime intelligence has broken down significantly in south africa had crime intelligence been in place had they had enough uh, eyes and ears on the ground we probably would have broken the backbone of these syndicates a long time ago i think the time has now come for the south african government to bring in um, Uh, international law enforcement agencies like the FBI, like uh, Interpol, like other law enforcement agencies from across the world, because these criminals also are trying to be one step ahead. They're using different technologies to communicate uh, with the victim families, which makes it difficult to track, and I can't give you specifics for obvious reasons. But uh, I think the police can do much more. And again, another concern which I have, which I've raised repeatedly, is not alleged, but police involvement. Corrupt criminal Cops involved with some of these syndicates. Uh, we know that some cops have been arrested. They are still awaiting trial, even metro policemen. Uh, we know that uh, some of these corrupt cops are aiding and abetting these criminal syndicates. Uh, and very often, some of the victims are have sp- spoken to say, these guys come, they show a police badge, they come with a fake warrant, they take me in the car, and a few blocks down the road, they then hand me over to the gang. So I'm convinced that there are a number of corrupt police men that are involved. And um, that is why it's difficult for the police to investigate their own. But these people should be brought to book.
0: Because said a lot of these crimes, they they could be preempted if the police did have the
2: resources. Most certainly, but let's not forget, Catherine, that these gangs simply do not go around the block and just pick you up. They 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 plan and they would they want to kidnap. Uh, after months, if not weeks, of uh, investigation, they have their targets. Uh, these are not simply random attacks, but if the police intelligence was in place, most certainly we would have seen some progress. That is why a lot of the families of the victims are nervous to even report it to the police because they fear that there is police involvement. Uh, in one particular case, uh, for example, um, within minutes, uh, the kidnappers knew that uh, the victims were meeting at a certain police station and they told the, f- the families, uh, we know that you are at a certain police station. So if there is an inside involvement, uh, I'll be very, very surprised. There was even one particular case where an alleged kingpin who was on trial was, uh, and is out on bail, was taken to court, escorted by his police friends. What does it tell you to the extent um, that um, I'm told that even a prosecutor came out of the court building to come and meet the accused and welcoming him to the court hearing? So I think there's something drastically wrong with our law enforcement agencies, the corrupt one, and even elements within the criminal justice system at large.
0: Do you think that some of these cases just don't even make it into the media because of that?
2: Most certainly. Uh, In fact, uh, uh, the, the amount of cases that are reported, I think, is only a small fraction. In fact, most of the cases don't even make the media or social media. The families go quiet they negotiate with the kidnappers very quietly. They pay an X amount of ransom and they want their loved ones to be freed. I know of a number of cases where the families didn't even go to the media, didn't even report it to the police because they are simply scared, Catherine.
0: Well, it certainly is a terrifying trend. Thank you so much for your time. That was anti-crime activist Yusuf Abramji. That's all we have for this week. I'm Catherine Rice, and this week's episode was produced with the help of Alyosha Colstock.